And now, from the News Hub studios in Auckland, it's time for the Fight Club podcast. G'day, Fight fans. Welcome to Fight Club uh, on the airways, as always. Despite the rumours, uh, we are not shutting down, are we, footy? We are, we are still live nah, and well. We had a one-week hiatus, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, it wasn't anything to do with any certain news that came out uh, in the media landscape of New Zealand a couple uh, well, last week. <laughs> um, but we are still on the air. Uh, my name is Brad Lewis. With me is my co-host, uh, Stephen Foote. As mentioned, we were away last week. Just too much, uh, too many too many things on drowned the, on the, the go. Drowned in the Rugby World Cup. Absolutely drowned in the Rugby World Cup. So uh, just a little bit too busy last week, but we are back on the air this week. Um, there are a couple of things on, on the horizon. Damien Meyer fighting Ben Askren this week, which is really cool to look forward to. Uh, Cain Velasquez makes his WWE debut uh, on Sunday. Uh, and Tyson Fury also on that card as well, which is just crazy uh, when you think about it. So I'll get Footy's thoughts on uh, on that. And a, a bit of news uh, floating around the MMA world. Greg Hardy has, has booked his next fight. Um, probably his toughest fight uh, to date. But Footy, I want to start... Um, with you on uh, Dominic Reyes, uh, mm. UFC on ESPN. Reyes versus Weidman took place uh, on um, Saturday. It was, wasn't it? It happened on, on Saturday yeah, afternoon. I which was is, really enjoyed a little uh, Saturday in there. So did I. I, and feel, I felt like how the Americans feel. You can have a beer and just yeah, like chill. And Ariel Hawani on his Twitter saying Friday night MMA is something that he really <laughs> enjoyed. Uh, and uh, so that 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 bout was uh, that card was highlighted by the combat wombat. Of course, Ben Sassoli took on Greg Hardy in a amazing in a fight that that really nothing sort of happened off, but I think it's a very noteworthy fight. I want to start a noteworthy card for a number of reasons that I want to get into with you, Stephen. First of all, at the top of the card, Dominic Reyes uh, quickly ended Chris Weidman's light heavyweight uh, championship aspirations with a knockout in one minute and 43 seconds. Weidman had been talking all week about how basically he was one win away from fighting John Jones. If he beat Reyes, he was going to get that title fight. And much like Jan Blakovich did to Luke Rockholt, these uh, middleweights that are going up to light heavyweight are not fearing very well, um, and I guess it's it could. And I guess maybe we could allude to this as well in this conversation. Maybe this alludes to what John Jones and his team have talked about: is when you do step up in weight class, especially from middleweight to light heavyweight, and then from yeah. light heavyweight to heavyweight, the punching power is very, very different. That, that seems to be the biggest jump, doesn't it? Yeah, and I mean it's been proven time and time again. It almost makes what guys like Tiago Santos have, have achieved all the more impressive. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, what we saw from Weidman, I mean. Was it was it predictable? I mean, you know, we haven't seen that much from Wyman recently. His 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 chin's been going for a while. It's stepping up another weight division where you're going to be feeling more power on that chin. Correct. Really, the solution to your issues, um, clearly not. And you know, we've obviously got news today that he's looking to move back down. Dana White was calling for him to retire. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there are some intriguing matchups for him there at middleweight, are there? Aren't there? Well, Including um, one. Mr. Adesanya, who Eugene has long held as you know, one of probably the toughest potential adversaries for Adesanya in the way that he fights. Personally, I don't really feel like that fight goes too long, but that's the best home for Weidman, and you know, it'd be a shame if we saw him step away this soon. He's, surely he's got a bit more left to offer the MMA world. Well, the advantage for Weidman if he does jump up, jump back down to middleweight is A, Luke Rockhold seems like he's retired. He's talked about he has no inclination mm-hmm. to fight anymore. He has no passion for it. Jack Array's gone up to light heavyweight. Um, there's the, the long rumoured move for Yara Romero up to heavyweight. Uh, you know, Weidman could probably walk into a fight with Robert Whitaker right off the bat and put himself right on title contention when you think about it. Both those guys coming off devastating knockout losses. Whitaker versus Weidman makes sense. Weidman's beaten Calvin Gastelum 
He, uh, wow. you know, he, he survived. Yeah, like he survived um, moments of scariness in that fight, and then came back and dominated Calvin for a round and a half. And as Weidman pointed out, um, with his record, he has lost four of his last five fights, but um, three of those losses at middleweight, he was dominating Luke Rockhold, and then threw a spinning back kick and got smashed uh, for a minute, and ended up losing the fight. Was completely outclassing Yara Romero on the feet and with his wrestling, which was surprising. Got hit with a flying knee, got knocked out, and was on his way to a decision win over Jacare when. You know, that slugfest, that firefight, one of the greatest fights of last year, one of the greatest rounds of last year, got knocked out by Jackery. So, yeah. and, and in between that, he's beaten Calvin Gaslam. And yeah, I still I still think there's a, a glimmer of hope for Weidman at middleweight. We've seen some, look at a guy like Robbie Lawler, who, yeah. you know, had 19 losses on his record before he claimed middleweight, uh, welterweight gold. So there's there's still hope for Weidman. He just needs to get his mojo back. Yeah, I like that. I like that Whitaker fight too. I mean, it makes sense for both guys. You, yeah. don't, you, you don't want to throw Whitaker back in there with a guy who's striking base. Hmm. Um, you need to get him back in the win column for Australasia's sake, Australia's sake, especially if you're the UFC. Um, and yeah, against a Weidman seems like it's a pretty a low risk prospect. And, and, and it's a and it's an in win. It's a win win for the UFC. They can they can market the winner of either of those fights. Mm. Former UFC middleweight champions clash, um, and and the winner propels themselves right back into title contention. So that's what I see for the future of Chris Weidman. But let's talk about Dominic Reyes, who's come out in the last 24 hours and said, um, "Well, talks talks a big game as everyone." does when they're trying to get this fight with John Jones uh, basically promising if I if I get in the ring with John Jones I'm going to knock him out and you know and uh, as Ari Hawani said to him in that interview well John Jones has never been knocked out and he's never lost and Dominic Reyes said well neither have I mate so <laughs> well I mean Reyes does have that one element that has caused Jones trouble and that you really need is the length, size right length. yeah the length in particular but he adds power to that too power dangerous he's almost like He's, he's very much in that Thiago Santos mold, but more perhaps athletic. a bit more athletic, yeah, mm. and probably a more refined boxing game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's a pretty juicy matchup. I like that. I mean, that Jones... knockout punch was nice, and he showed good takedown. Uh, he showed calmness mm. and good takedown defense and his ability to get back up when Weidman. And we're talking about a high-level wrestler and Chris Weidman. He is top of the food chain, guys. Like, literally mm. all-American, American, two-time NCAA, absolute god of, of amateur wrestling in the U.S., and Reyes was able to work his way back to the feet. He got straight back up. And that knockout punch, he was kind of going backwards. He was yeah. on his back foot. Like, the power he generated from that shot was insane. It was but, beautiful. Um, yeah, man, I really like that matchup with Jones. I mean, he's been right in the limelight, hasn't he, old Jones? He seems to be batting off potential matchups all over the show in super fights. And, you know, we've covered the Adesanya thing as well. Sick which I don't think will happen for a while. You know, yeah. it's good that as he has been clear about how he wants to go through middleweight first, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. That Jones fight will always be there, I would say. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, I, I really do like Reyes as a prospect, and I think we'll probably see that one next. Yeah, um, and Thiago Santos also has recovered nicely from his uh, surgery that he had on, well, I think, both his feet um, off the back of the John Jones oh, fight. Yeah. Um, so he's talking about a return first quarter next year, um, and all of a sudden now the light heavyweight division gets a bit of momentum with it. We've got Johnny Walker, of course. Yeah, does he have a fight? I was he does have a fight coming up. Um, I think it's against, uh, it might be Corey Anderson, potentially. Um, yeah, there's, no, there's, the a, one, there's yeah. a fight like that in, yeah. in the pipeline. Uh, Jack Array, of course, is moving up to light heavyweight as well. Um, so, you know, in a division where we've got a dominant champion, it's good to see that there are a few young contenders coming up. And Dominic Race, very exciting. John Blakovich has been doing great things lately. Um, so, you know, when we're... Um, maybe we do have a, a fresh set of challenges here for John Jones to worry about rather than, uh, you know, worrying about moving up or, or fighting Israel Asanya in a super fight. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's go. Yair Rodriguez and Jeremy Stevens. I don't know what you made of this fight. There was a lot of tension between these two before it. Uh, this served as a co-main event and flash you back about a month ago when they fought in Mexico City. The fight lasted about 40 seconds and it was stopped after an eye poke to Jeremy Stevens uh, and he couldn't continue. Uh, man, these guys went to war. Yair Rodriguez looked amazing for the first, I'd say, eight minutes of this fight where he just he picked apart Jeremy Stevens on the feet. He had too much in his toolbox, I think, striking-wise mm. for Stevens. It's unpredictable. And, and then once Jeremy Stevens recovered from that terrible position he was in where Yair Rodriguez was on his way to winning a 10-8 round easily, mm. they got back up to the feet and Yair's gas tank had completely blown out and Jeremy Stevens just came over the top of him in the last, what, uh, seven minutes of the fight. But, you know, Yair had done enough in yeah. the first two rounds to get that decision. Well, I think he almost had a 10-8 round, didn't he, in that second round? Mm. Um, Stevens kind of fought back a little at the end, which might have swayed it to a 10-9 in the judges' it, eyes. It did all three scored yeah, that 10-9. I mean, if, if we'd had the original bout over five rounds, I think we would have seen a much different outcome. Yeah. Um, obviously, it would have been a bit closer. And they might not have fought, like Yair said, this is only three rounds, so I'm putting it all out there early. Yeah, so yeah. I think their offense might have been a little oh, bit man, different he over like five he rounds. Point. He came out swinging from all angles, didn't he? Um, putting on, you know, he's, he's kind of got... He's, Developed a bit of a trademark for those sort of, sort of flashy we striking, came out with hasn't a, he? With a hook kick, didn't he? There wasn't yeah, there, like yeah. a jumping hook kick. Oh to man, start. but that um liver kick. Yes. <sighs> and we've seen Steven struggle with that before. Yeah, Jose Aldo mm. uh, got him in deep, deep strife with made that. Made my loins tingle. He was a little bit too scrambly trying to finish it. I thought maybe a little, got a little bit too overexcited after seeing yep. Stevens crumble to the ground like that. He was kind of just winging shots and not really picking and choosing his moments or thinking about accuracy what's at all and I don't think the ref was ever really that close to stopping it um, because of that but mm. yeah no interesting bout you know there was a bit of seemed to be a bit of genuine bad blood leading into it afterwards yeah. they all they obviously looked all good um, and he's in the mix now we've got we've got Holloway and Volkanovski coming up very very shortly for the featherweight title Brian Ortega's fighting Chan Sing Jung later in the year which again is two of the you know the high quality guys in that weight That's class up, isn't it? yeah it's not that far away mm. um, but Yair Rodriguez with wins over um, Chan Sung Jung and uh, Jeremy Stevens now is is right there. Probably another fight. I'd like to see him have another fight against the contender. Yeah, maybe maybe a Jose Aldo. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, Yair Rodriguez is right there, and we're starting to get again another division where we're getting some exciting challenges. Um, all right. Um, firstly, quick um, with you, Joe Lozon looked awesome. Great to see you <laughs> at a veteran uh, sort of. You know, like the story of Joe Lozon is a great one. With, with you know, he made his name off beating former you know lightweight and lower weight fighter legend and Jens Pulver uh, back in an early UFC and. Joe Lozon, this this whole talk, conversation around this fight was this going to be Joe Lozon's last fight, and it could almost be a full circle moment where this young stud Jonathan Pierce mm. comes in and knocks him out. Joe Lozon took this kid to school. He absolutely took him to school. It was brilliant to see. And what I'd like to see here now is Lozon hang it up. Yes, that was the perfect swan song. He's in front of his home. He crowd, looked amazing out in but Boston, just, but not against an elite fighter. I mean, the guy could go forever. He's a savage. Like you can tell that he just loves to scrap. Yeah. Like he's just he's just ageless almost. He looks exactly the same as he did when he started. I think he's banked a lot of cash and bonuses just for the style a, of fighting. And he's a trainer as well. Yeah, so I mean, he seems like a smart guy um, outside of the ring. I think he's into some sort of computer science type stuff um, away from the Octagon. But yeah, man, hang it up. Like, you've had an awesome career. Mm. Um, you know, renowned as one of the best bangers 
we'll ever come across. Yeah, and um, great jujitsu too. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you. This is the time where you do hang it up, hundred percent. And you know, I would have liked to seen Diego Sanchez follow that mold when he beat Mickey Gall about a year ago. That was Diego Sanchez's time to hang mm. it up. He was vintage Diego in that fight, and since then, I think he's gone on to lose two fights. Yeah, and, and Lozon's very much in that mold, isn't he? Yeah. He's in that just you know, let's bleed type Diego yeah. Sanchez mold. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Oh, that's my phone. Oh, I'll turn your phone off, Brad. Sorry, guys. Sorry about this. Fight Club at its absolute finest. Uh, all right, a couple other notes from um, UFC on ESPN. Um, someone that I have big raps on, and I've talked about her before. Um, the first time I saw her fight, she reminded me of John Jones, and that's Macy Barber. This girl is unbelievably good. Uh, she came through a tough fight last time out, uh, and uh, which you know she survived a couple of, of dodgy moments, uh, but she just completely destroyed uh, Jillian Robertson. She has uh, called her shot. She wants Paige Van Zandt. Paige is uh, UFC contract is up with one more fight. Macy Barber just basically saying, I want to take her fans, I want to take her Instagram followers, <laughs> and I want to take her soul. Yeah. Uh, and, and Barber's, you know, and she said she's got bigger fish to fight than, than um, Paige Van Zandt, but she wants to start there. And I, I see a title in this girl's future. I honestly yeah. do. I think she's very, very good. Yeah, I mean, Van Zandt brings with her name recognition, but in terms of their fight abilities. I mean, I think there's a significant gap there, but it does make sense for, for Barbara to take someone with that name value um, and, you know, put it to the sword, which I think will probably happen. 100%, 100%. Um, and finally, Greg Hardy, uh, the Combat Wombat, who you got, um, I got to speak to uh, last week, of course. Mm. Um, you wrote a really nice story up on News Hub about it. Really, really nice guy. Got a great story about fighting for his, um, his you know, one of his very best friends who's um, dealing with, with a few things, which is very, very tragic at the moment overseas. Mm. Uh, ben Sosoli, he's got links to New Zealand, of course, was born here, played rugby here, has trained with the likes of Mark Hunt. I think the he's even, school, I think even spent a little bit of time um, training with the likes of Dan Hooker and that in the past as well so he's, mm-hmm. he's really familiar with those guys um, and he held his own against Greg Hardy you know longest fight of Greg Hardy's career I think that Hardy went into this fight um, we'll talk about um, I, I guess in Gate in a sec but I think Greg Hardy went into this fight um, probably wary of Sassoli's skill set realizing this was probably the most well-rounded guy that he fought mm-hmm. and he didn't look to engage he looked to pick his shot he fought a smart fight obviously well coached coming out of American top team didn't set the world alight um, but but did enough to get what was at the time a win of course turned around um, because of inhaler gate um, which to me Dean Thomas one of the most experienced mixed martial art brains on the planet of course co-host of Dana White's uh, on the road show of course which is mm-hmm. on YouTube um, you know, like almost allowing him that that inhaler spot, and I just I couldn't believe what I was seeing, and neither could Dominic Cruz or it was Daniel so Cormier. Weird. The reaction for the commentary booth was classic. Yeah. Eh? Fight's over, <laughs> fight's over. That's it. Well, I can't believe that just happened. The the outrage everywhere, social media everywhere, was quite interesting. But in a sense, I actually felt a bit sorry for Hardy. I mean, yeah. he, he did run it past the commissioner, cage yeah. side, and they said yes, you can do yeah, it. Yeah, you approved, bro. And they're so like, okay, no, no I can understand how he he actually quote unquote said he was super sad afterwards, and I, you know. I, it is difficult to feel sorry for a guy like that given his past but yes. I mean you know that situation I don't think he's too much to blame and he, you know he yeah, he did look okay I mean it was kind of an opportunity for him to show that he's got some chops over three rounds mm-hmm. he's, not, he's just not this big guy who's going to come in and swing and then gas and he didn't he didn't lose too much steam through the three rounds being um he had a lot of success with his leg kicks. Ben, I would have liked to see a little bit more variation on the feet, like he was coming over the top with that one punch over and over the again. The lift, yeah. Just catching Hardy's on the shoulder and whatnot. I mean, the size discrepancy was incredible as well, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, Hardy is freaking huge. Six foot five. The guy is just a, a he, mammoth. He, he, posts, he poses 
some athletic problems um, as his game oh, rounds for a lot yeah. of these guys because he's so explosive. Um, I guess we've got to see how that plays out, and he will get a chance, guys. Uh, news breaking today, um, Junior DeSantos out of his uh, headline fight with uh, Alex uh, Volkov, isn't it? Alexander yeah. Volkov, um, which was supposed to take place UFC uh, Fight Night 163, which is happening in Moscow. Volkov will now take on Greg Hardy on 18 days' notice. Damn, I mean, that's a huge step up. The number nine ranked heavyweight. Fifth, I think it's his fifth fight this year. Of, which is a Hardy. I think it's a record for pretty heavyweights. Close. Yeah, it's pretty close. Um, I mean, yeah, good on. I mean, that that's how you make a climb up the ranks and sort of make your name quickly, right? Take lots of fights. The model's been proven. Um, man, this might might be a bridge too far, but you know the risk reward here. You know, hey, you lose. Hey, I was doing it off two weeks' notice. You win. Damn, like you're shooting all the way up the ranks. Absolutely, and he gets those bigger fights. He has mentioned how you know he'd love to fight Francis and Gano. He thinks that would be a crowd pleasing oh, yes. fight if it ever happened. You I got two guys. Looking to knock each other out. All right, that is it for UFC uh, on Fight Night, which happened, of course, last week. Hey, just want to flashback quickly, Footy, and get your mm-hmm. thoughts on Joanna Janjacek, who beat Michelle Waterson. Another, uh, this was two uh, weeks yeah. ago. We did miss that fight. We were off uh, the radar last week. Thoughts on that? Man, Joanna looked good, and she's kind of switched her game up a little bit more. Yeah. You know, she's kind of using her kicks more as and a jab. She she's not to. really engaging as much on the feet or at least sort of setting it up a little bit more I thought but she dominated Waterson I was I was kind of surprised I, I mean Jadika is one of my all time favourite fighters agreed and when you see her in full flight like that I mean it's fantastic and and I'd love to see her right at the back back up at the top of short weight there um, Weili Zhang versus Jadika that's, that's a pretty juicy that's, matchup that's a man. great fight and even Tatiana Suarez who mm. one of the you know, in, in my opinion, potentially the hardest out in that weight class because of her style has actually said, look, I completely understand if the UFC want to do JJ versus um, Zhang before they, they, mm. they elevate me to that fight. She said, you know, JJ's a legend. Um, she's beaten all the top girls in the world. So, I, you know, I'll be willing to take a back seat for that fight. Um, but Zhang said she's not convinced. Yeah. Well, I think what? she's going to see it in person soon and, and you know like when when you look at it Jang kind of got the title fight out of nowhere with Andrade so maybe she needs to repay yeah. the favor here to one of the greatest uh, women's fighters on the planet what if they do that in China again I mean you know I'm thinking a huge chunk of her getting that fight was that it was the China card, right? So Absolutely. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, speaking of Asia, that's a great segue for you. The UFC heads to Singapore this weekend. Um, you're obviously familiar with that market. Old Singapore Indoor Stadium. Yeah, you're familiar. Dirty old Singapore Indoor Stadium. And Kalang, did I say that right? Kalang? Is that is that the... Uh, I don't know. Yeah? All right. Yeah, well, apparently, apparently that's where it is. Uh, Damien Meyer and Ben Askren. Well, if you're after an old school UFC fight, folks, this is it. Uh, probably the two best uh, technical grapplers in that weight class, if not the UFC in general. Um, this is an exciting matchup for old-school UFC fans for me. Don't expect a lot of striking in this one. If there is, I'd give the tip of the hat to Damian Meyer in terms of the striking game. Uh, but who do you think is going to look for the takedown first in this fight? I, I think Damian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think Askren might look to make it dirty, get him against the fence, use it, do some shots inside, um, muck it up. In that respect, maybe take him down against the cage, get a bit of ground and pound. Um, but I don't, yeah, it's a tricky one for Askren, isn't it? Because, I mean, I don't even know if he wants to go to the ground full stop. I feel like but he does wa- he have the, the, the striking chops to really affect, to be very effective how did two, he, three rounds? How did he take on Shinyaoki? Well, how, that, that's a straight takedown. Well, how, well, how did, the difference how did that, there was that Aoki was so much smaller. Right, like he, okay. he wasn't at his weight of course, class. He of just course. overpowered him, and yeah. then it was a, it was a pretty easy ground and pound finish. Because Aoki's guard is mm. what he's famous for, and Damian Meyer yeah. is so good at sweeps. I wonder if half guard is Ben Askren's sweet spot. I mean, in this Askren fight. does have good um, 
submission defense yeah, as well. Yeah, very, very good. Obviously, against a guy like Maya, it's going to be have to be at another level. What sort of notch on the belt would it be if Ben Askren tapes out Damian <laughs> oh. Maya? That's wow. unheard of, isn't it? Tapping out Damian Maya? That's pretty impressive. Yeah. What What has Maya done recently? It feels like a. Uh, well, yes, we can do that. I can, mate. I am all over this. Dog? I'm all over this for you, uh, my friend. Uh, what has Damien Meyer done recently? Um, I can tell you. Um, the welterweight, who of course was a former middleweight, he's challenged for two titles, of course, over the course of career. He's on a two-fight win streak. He's beaten Lyman Good, um, who's a former Bellator title challenger, and Anthony Rocco Martin, who I have big raps on. That's a good win for him. A majority. How long ago was that last? Uh, that was in June. Hmm. Um, and he won. He's, he's undefeated in 2019. Before that, he got absolutely crushed by Kamara Usman, which is interesting because Usman stood with him in that fight and also grappled him as well. Hmm. Um, and the way that Usman decided to grapple Maya was against the cage. Yeah, um, which you know, is what I'm thinking. Um, and, and put him down and had his head against yeah. the cage. Colby Covington did exactly the same thing to Damian Maya. Um, and Tyrone Woodley uh, just took Damian Maya to school in that fight. Mm, um, Perhaps that's the blueprint. Yeah. So in his last 10, though, he's 7-3 and three in his last 10. So Damien Myers, 40, I believe. Mm. So, uh, yeah, um, 41, 41. Um, long story career in the UFC. I mean, we have to go back for the, uh, where am I looking at? Anderson Silva, 2010, he fought Anderson Silva in Abu Dhabi. The same night Frankie Edgar beat uh, BJ Penn uh, for the lightweight mm. title. The first time the UFC went to Abu Dhabi, yeah, Damien Myers well. challenged Anderson, Anderson Silva. Silva. It was a 9 a.m. fight. With him. Yeah, it was Dana a 9 a.m. fight, New Zealand time. Dana was, was livid with him for uh, yeah. taking the piss for and a couple in, of rounds. In the fifth round, Dan Mergliata actually said to them, I uh, said, to Anderson Silver, he gave him a point warning and said, I will deduct a point because mm-hmm. Anderson Silver was literally not engaging. Toying with him. Yeah. Uh, so, it was a uh, weird mood that and, I've and seen that before. Absolutely. Myers fought a who's who of, of the UFC. Uh, so, uh, Singapore card's a bit bleak, isn't it? It's not the greatest. It's <laughs> not the greatest. And, and that's what the UFC tends to do. Eh? They sort of give you the, these sort of out markets. They give you a really sexy uh, main event yeah. and then they stack it with local dudes or guys that live in and around the area on the undercut. Yeah, well, there's not even that many Asian fighters on here which is surprising. Yeah. Um, but, hey. I'm Do you sure, think the I'm UFC sure. really cares about the Singaporean market? Like, I mean, one championship I owns that market. I think it's an offshoot of China. Then, I mean, they have to try why to not, establish Why not stack there. that card? Yeah. You know, well, it, seems un, it seems interesting timing because they have one of the biggest pay-per-views of the year coming up the very next week, which is UFC 244, which has Mars with Diaz, Gaslam Till, Stephen Thompson on that card, Derek Lewis on that card, Corey Anderson, Johnny Walker on that card, Kevin Lee uh, on the undercard. So you've got some really good names there that maybe you could have transitioned uh, into that Singaporean yeah, well, maybe they're card. just leaning on the UFC brand there. You know, they're just trying to have some exposure mm. and have a presence in that market, and they probably don't want to burn too many top matchups on there because they maybe think that we don't have the discerning type of fans mm. in that region yet to really make it worth our while. So uh, we'll, we'll watch the space on that one. We'll have a recap next oh. week as well as a preview of UFC 2-4, and also you have exciting news. Oh, on Singapore who... Stadium um, next month, though. Yes. Indoor Stadium. Then we'll see old um, New Zealand's own Ev Ting in the co-main event. Um, against Amir Khan, a matchup that's been a long time in the coming. And he's a Singaporean, yes, one championship. Uh, he's a Singaporean native, great striker, guy from Evolve. It's kind of a matchup that's been brewing for a while. People have been calling for it. I know Hamish Robertson, Auckland MMA, um, who was Ev's head coach, um, has been interested in it for a long time and trying to make that one happen. Um, it's pretty juicy. Uh, there's going to be a lot of striking involved. Of course, Ev's coming off like fantastic, come from behind, mm. last second choke win. Um, in Kuala Lumpur against Daichi Abe, 
couple of months ago now. Mm. So this is a bit of a step up for him as well. But a win over a guy like Amir, I mean, he's right back in the title mix again. So, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing ET um, in action again. And your boy will definitely be there. <laughs> We're quickly running out of time. We do have to run, guys. Um, do, are we able to tell the audience that we have a special guest next week? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Well, we should have Ev next week in studio to, yeah. discuss, to discuss the fight. Um, if not next week, it'll be very soon. Awesome. We'll also have some um, news about J.J. Wilson and his Bellator um, career. And who knows what else. Who knows Brad? what else. Who All right, before else? we go, uh, don't forget Bellator is also this weekend. Bellator 231, Frank Mir, Roy Nelson headlining that card. Phil Davis on the undercard. Uh, that will be on Sky Sports. Um, and quickly, footy, uh, Cain Velazquez makes his WWE debut this week, <laughs> weekend in uh, uh, Saudi Arabia against uh, Brock Lesnar. Uh, this is the rematch that a lot of MMA fans thought they'd get to see in the UFC happening in WWE. Uh, Cain Velazquez, by all accounts, 1 million percent dedicated to his new career. And I think, you know, when you look at that guy's work ethic, um, given a bit of time, um, he will succeed in his new uh, adventure. Man, you called it, man. That's happened very quickly, hasn't it? I did. Daniel Cormier, I'm calling now to tag team with Kane at WrestleMania. You heard it here first. The WWE rec- audiences recognize what Kane has done with an MMA? Yes, they um that's a story that they need to tell. This, how they're telling his story at the moment is he's the only human being. We all know, of course, Alistair Overeem oh, destroyed Brock Lesnar, uh, but yeah. he was he victimized and destroyed and and um, put put aside Brock Lesnar's reign as UFC heavyweight champion. So he's the one man in the world that Brock Lesnar fears. Mm. So that is how WWE are telling the story. They've conveniently ignored Alistair Overeem do, in this do whole they conversation. Let them show highlights of that sort of thing. Um, they show stills, um, but the UFC oh, have yeah. a very good relationship with um, Dana White uh, with the WWE. So you might see that happen. Um, and also, don't forget, guys, Tyson Fury, the Lanil heavyweight champion of the world, is also making his WWE debut on the same card, getting paid $15 million by all accounts, uh, taking on Braun Strowman, uh, putting potentially at risk his February title fight with Deontay Wilder. That, of course, has a big asterisk on it because Wilder's going to need to get past Luis Ortiz, which is no easy task um, uh, next month, I believe. Uh, but Tyson Fury jumping into the world of sports entertainment, do you think this is purely money? driven or this is to increase his profile profile and money. i mean what was it 15 million did you just but say t- uh, that that is the number that's been thrown that out 15 million us high. but the saudi arabian princes are paying for yeah, it yeah right oh geez yeah that's crazy hey speaking of saudi arabian princes we've got john bruin auckland's own who yep. trains out of bali mma he's also got a fight coming up um against a polish guy whose name is in saint krzyzewski i believe it is he's yep. headlining that card in romania um on november 4th i believe it is and also a bit closer to hand. One championship this Friday in Jakarta will have New Zealand's Mark Abelardo and mm. Alexis Sirapisos. So Sirapisos will be fighting a flyweight kickboxing bout and as part of their Super Series tournament on the prelims of that card. And Mark Abelardo, I believe he's on the main card um, against a Japanese contender whose name escapes me. But that will be live on, I believe you can watch it on Spark Sport actually, on Friday night. Yes. Um, and also on Friday, Conor McGregor holding a press conference in Moscow. Mm. So watch the space on that one. He's probably just going to launch Proper 12 in, in Russia, isn't I, he? I agree. Hey, for uh, Ben Askren's tweet. It's been awesome uh, chatting to you again. Um, we will be back in full tilt next week, of course, when we're not under time restraints. Um, enjoy the rugby this weekend. I am on leave. Can't wait to go on holiday. Uh, big weekend for the All Blacks. Who you got, the All Blacks or England? I got All Blacks by 12. Right, and NBA kicks off today. We are mm. recording this a matter of hours before the NBA kicks off. Hey, uh, I just want to say I, I called Ireland All Blacks 38-12. Not too far off. Wow. Not wow. too far off. So footy's in dreamland, ladies and gentlemen. He's got rugby this weekend, MMA this weekend, and the NBA kicks off. Um, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back here in a week's time on the Fight Club podcast.
聞いて